Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for, um, I'm recording this Monday, January 27th, 2020. It's um, a little after 10 o'clock in the evening. I'm the only one awake here, I think. Um, so yeah, uh, good time to do another episode. Um, I'll be going away next week. Uh, well, this coming weekend to Cincinnati to um, visit home. So I don't know. If, maybe I will finally do a um, Cincinnati uh, episode recorded there, which I've threatened to do in the past, but I never get around to it. But maybe I'll do it this time. But anyway, I wanted to get this in before I went away. So yeah, actually, when I was preparing the notes uh, a few minutes ago for this episode, I realized I actually had done a lot this past week and I've consumed a lot of media, which I'm happy to uh, share with you. But let's see. So the last episode I think was done on the 18th, um, like nine or 10 days ago. So nine days ago. So that day, let's see. Well, I went to my friend Meg, uh, Meg Later's birthday party. Meg lives in the neighborhood and she had her birthday at Bar Great Harry and that was a lot of fun. Uh, hung out with Pete there uh, and um, I had missed Kara who I think went on the earlier shift of the birthday but hung out with Meg and her co-workers and friends her co-workers from Penguin Random House so that was a good birthday party fun and uh, I'm very excited for one of Meg's future books that she's editing she um, I can't remember if I mentioned this last time but she signed um or not signed, but well, yeah, she bought the book by Nabil Ayers, who is a drummer who lives here in New York, but he's also probably better known as being the president of 480 Records in the U.S., and um, he is a really awesome dude, and if you go to shows in New York, you've, you probably recognize him. He's a very tall, striking man, striking-looking man. Um, anyway, he's a really nice guy. He has a very cool background and story, so I look forward to his memoir. So... That was what I did mere hours after um, this last podcast. I went to Meg's uh, birthday party. The, it was the holiday weekend last weekend, like a long weekend. So let's see. Sunday was football, conference championships, and um, my friend Eric and Debbie, they and their child, Margo, they invited us over to uh, their house one block over on DeGraw Street for a paella and wine and cheese and chorizo and everything else party, and it was great. So we watched football, and, um, you know, Oliver was there, obviously, and brother and sister-in-law and my nieces, and we had a really good time, and the paella was outstanding. Um, They are such great cooks, uh, and well done, Eric, on the paella. And then on MLK Day, um, obviously there was no school and no work, um, we asked Oliver about Martin Luther King, and it was really funny. It's like, what do you know about Martin Luther King? And and he said, you mean Martin Luther King Jr.? It's like, aha, that is right. Um, so I, I, I know they'd been learning about um, Martin Luther King Jr. in, in school. So on that day, I took him to, uh, I took Oliver to the MoMA um, because I thought I kind of want him to start getting used to going to museums because we live in New York and um, there are a lot of museums and they're world-class museums and they're fun to go to. And I'm embarrassed to say I hadn't been to the MoMA since they reopened 
Um, so I used to go to the MoMA a lot, and I mean a lot. And um, I knew I knew every inch of it, like the back of my hand. And it was so unusual to go into this new building and not even know where the entrance was. And it turns out there's kind of two um, entrances to the galleries, but or something like that. But anyway, it, it was really fun. Oliver was not so into the paintings. And, you know, I kept stopping every time because it's like, oh, there's a Matisse, there's a Cezanne, there's a, um, you know, Cassatt, there's obviously Van Gogh, the Pollocks, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And um, he wasn't that interested. And we were making our way out. I was, you know, letting him go home. And then he was stopped in his tracks by the helicopter, you know, the green chopper that hangs. And um, after that, then he noticed the... uh, current art sculpture installation down on the ground floor sort of and we saw it from above and he was fascinated and we went down and he loved it so I think the next time we go to the MoMA um, we'll concentrate on the installations and the sculptures and um, the Met will be good for that too because there's so much of that at the Met so um, that was a learning experience for me so now I know how to sort of direct his next museum outings and speaking of art, the uh, school art, his school art show was this week. It was at the Invisible Dog, uh, the gallery here on Bergen Street. And um, it was really fun. Every kid in the school has a piece, at least one piece of art uh, on display. And it was just really well done. The art teacher at, at his school is, is great. So that was fun. That night we had an emergency sort of meeting of the Bourbon Club, of the Bourbon Brothers neighborhood Carroll Gardens thing that... Uh, our friend Matt Tyson hosts at his house, and it was meant to be sort of a tribute to Neil Neil Peart of Rush. So he had an incredible YouTube playlist of Rush stuff he'd put together. Of course, he had a bunch of bourbons that he had going. Um, the Weller was sort of an outstanding one this time, and um, we just had a great time. And um, it was Pete was there, my brother in law Drew, and uh, and our and. Matt's old friend and now our friend Matt. So there's two Matts. So it was a good good bourbon night. Um, and let's see, what else happened this week? Friday, uh, Friday we had an I Get Wild show. We played in Jersey City at FM Bar, and that show went very well. And unfortunately, FM Bar is now closed. Saturday was their last day of business. They just couldn't make it work as many great places seem to run into that problem um but it was a great place and it will be missed and i hope dancing tony who is the kind of who is the promoter one of the owners and he's kind of a known figure in jersey city i hope he gets something else going soon because he is a good person who knows how to throw a party and his heart's in the right place and he cares about his venues and his shows so um i hope he i hope he finds something new soon to do so that we can participate um Let's see, Monday or Friday, or before the show was on Smith Street, ran into um, John Lowe and his family, meaning his like sister and mom. Uh, John Lowe, who is an engineer and has recorded a whole lot of music that you probably know and hopefully love, like the last few national records and um, a million other things in that universe, <laughs> basically. Uh, he did a lot of our you know, Day of the Dead. Uh, he's, you know, just... Um, Great talent and really nice guy. So it was fun to see him in the neighborhood. Um, let's see. 
Saturday was Lunar New Year, so we went and had dumplings at East Wind Snack Shop, which is kind of a takeout joint, but it has a nice little dining small room too. We had a lot of dumplings. Um, then that night was um, the housewarming party for um, my friends Micah and Christine at their new. Uh, they moved from Carroll Gardens to Fort Greene to a nice new apartment in Fort Greene, and. The apartment was great. Uh, the party was great. The people were great. Um, and Micah made a lot of dumplings, which I didn't really partake in because I had just come from eating a ton of dumplings at East Wind. But everyone else in the at the party was raving about them. So I'm, <laughs> I'll have to wait until the next Lunar New Year and then invite myself over, I guess. Um, and let's see, on Sunday, pretty lazy day, but... Uh, Oliver and I went to Almost Ready Records. I found him a Sesame Street Follow That Bird uh, LP from 1986, which I think he was mildly interested in, but he's not super into records. He's into playing music and everything, but the actual like being excited at, at a physical object is not that into it yet. So I think I need to start playing records again because, well, if you'll recall, I, I need to fix my record player. I don't really know what's wrong with it. And I have too lazy to get around to it, which is why I've been listening to so many tapes. But um, he does like the spinning, and he gets into putting a record on, that whole process, so I need to get that going again. Um, but yeah, we went record shopping, and then we went over to F&F for pizza. Um, and that was the week. And the only other thing is the Cincy, Cincy trip coming up Friday. Um, let's see, I'm going to move on. Trying to fit this, I'm, I'm watching the clock because the iOS GarageBand app cuts out after 25 minutes, um, and it's annoying to me to have to edit stuff. So um, let's move on here. Books, I finished And Then We Grew Up by Rachel Friedman, which is a new book out on Random House Penguin, Penguin Random House, and it's a nonfiction book about this woman, Rachel Friedman, who used to be a very, very, very talented, well, I'm sure she still is, violist. She gave that up because she just decided she couldn't play at the level she wanted to and she also couldn't keep doing it. It was kind of an all or nothing thing and this book is coming to terms with that feeling and how do you turn back from being so focused on creativity. And she interviewed all of her, uh, a bunch of her ex-campmates at Interlochen, which is the arts camp in Michigan that a lot of kids go to in the summers and it's also a full-time school too. Um, very successful arts people go there um, or people that aspire to be successful. So that was a good book. Um, it was a quick read and I learned a lot and it, it actually made me feel good about how I generally feel about myself being a creative person who also does a lot of stuff in his life that's not quote-unquote creative, like having a job that I don't play drums full-time in, for example. So um, I recommend that book, And Then We Grew Up by Rachel Friedman. Uh, and I just found a new book I'm excited for. I think it comes out in March, the next N.K. Jemison book. She is, of course, the um, Broken Earth trilogy writer. And I guess she has a book coming out called Oh, no, I didn't write it down. What's it called? We Became of the City or The City Became Us or something. It's about New York. Um, but there's a great profile of her in The New Yorker this week called Dream Worlds. Uh, but it's a big, long profile, so you kind of can't miss it if you look it up. Um, so that got me excited for her next book. Um, thought I'd throw in an interesting thing on this episode. I listened to a bunch of podcasts this week. Um, 
some new podcasts. So my favorite one was, unsurprisingly, 36 from the Vault, which is um, a Grateful Dead-focused podcast by Stephen Hyden, the Uproxx um, writer, um, Uproxx and many other bylines, and Rob Mitchum, who is a... Um, writer mostly uh, mostly known for his fish writing about fish but also has written in pitchfork and many other places um, so the podcast series the, this 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 podcast I guess will be about 36 episodes and um, it each episode focuses on an, an edition of Dick's picks which was um, the old uh, Grateful Dead archival release uh, named after the archivist Dick Latvala. Um, the first one came out in like 93, I think it was. And then um, it went all the way up to 2007 or 8, I think. Anyway, um, I'm very, I liked the first episode, uh, so I'm looking forward to more of that. I listened to this podcast called Water and Music by this woman named um, Sherry Hu. And I only started listening to it because I've seen her name come up in music industry Twitter. And um, this seems to be like a very uh, smart and focused uh, inside baseball podcast. So I'm not interested in every episode because I'm not really in the music industry. But I did listen to an episode from last March where she randomly talks about the the marketing and politics and strategy of getting on playlists, which is fascinating to me about how do artists get on playlists and when is it smart to try and get on playlists and when does it not matter. And um, so Water and Music, that was a podcast that I will – Probably not listen to every episode, but I'm excited to like sort of follow now. Um, friend Jeremy recommended Business Dad, uh, which is by Alexis Ohanian, I think his name is, the Reddit guy who's married to Serena Williams. Um, it's about, uh, it's about hey, new dads, because I guess he says there's a lot of mom podcasts or, you know, trying to juggle this and that. Um, but this is about, what it's like on the dad side, which I think is totally fine idea for a podcast, and um, it's okay. I it's meant to, it's it's a conversational podcast back and forth, and I mean, I sometimes have a problem with a conversation where people try to talk over each other and this and that, and I don't know. Um, but overall, I pretty much liked it. I don't know if I'll listen to more. Maybe if it's a guest I'm interested. Oh, I do want to listen to one because they. One of the the new one of the recent episode is with um I can't remember his name but the editor in chief of Wired so that might be interesting but I listened to the episode with um, that he interviews Hassan uh, Minhaj uh, the Patriot uh, show or whatever that show is on Netflix um, Dad and New is um, pretty good they're both very enthusiastic so I mean it's nice it's a positive podcast and I love that every episode's under thirty minutes which is huge. Um, Beyond that, just the old chestnuts, the Web Chatham report continues to completely fascinate me and entertain me because, uh, let's see, most recently I listened to his most recent episode and I was fascinated about his entire uh, digital archiving system and how everything's on Plex and his whole like multi-terabyte backup system. So I keep wondering if I can do that one day, which right now it's not feasible for many reasons uh, here, but... Um, I, I aspire to do more of that, and I do try to digitally archive properly on, on my own little small scale. And um, let's see, the most re- recent episode of Beyond the Pond, which is by my friends um, Dave Goldstein and Brian Brinkman, the fish-focused podcast, episode 87, this is why we do this, is what it's it's titled, and it's their recap of Fish's New Year's Eve run, and um, it was quite a run, and... Um, 
if you're at all interested in fish, uh, this was a good episode to listen to, going over the history of New Year's shows and why these shows, which shows of this past run were really good and some of the great moments, which if you're really into fish, you may have, you may know that the tweezer they performed on December 30th is possible is considered possibly the greatest performance of that song ever, which is saying something. Um, anyway, let's see. I think I got a few minutes left before it's going to cut me off. Um, so I'm going to try and wrap this up. I listened to a lot of music this week. Um, new Stephen Malkmus, um, Sean Man, I guess it's called X I A N, uh, like um, like a Chinese spelling X I A N, Sean Man, which is kind of this like dirty folk band almost grimy folk uh matt sweeney is involved matt sweeney from like um chavez and super wolf with with will oldham and other things and i loved it i didn't get tickets for the webster hall show but maybe i will find my way in somehow um let's see listen to uh chimati is it chimati or chimati but um it's by my friend paul chimati aka paul collins who's the bassist in the band beirut and he is a jackson heights based Jackson Heights slash Williamsburg based musician and he is avant-garde as heck in a good way and he listens to so much stuff and his all of his music he puts out under various names is is very interesting. So the album is called Va Piano, two words, Va, V-A, Piano. That just came out. And they're playing a release show, Trans Pecos, tomorrow night. And um, my friend Aaron Arts, who's also in Beirut, actually, a keyboard player, um, and is in the band Lanzendorf and did stuff with us on Day of the Dead. He's going to be with playing with Paul. So that will be cool. Speaking of Bushwick, I guess, I listened to my friend Adam Reiser's Wealthy Catholic's body of work. Adam was in Oxford Collapse, the bass player. Um, this stuff is just very awesome garage rock with like his classic Adam's like distinct bass style, which is very Peter Hook-like, I've always thought. Um, so that was good stuff. Listen to Monkey Business, the new single by the Pet Shop Boys. I agree with my friend Rick on his podcast who said he was like, okay, wanted to like it more, and that's exactly how I felt. Let's see, I listened to Making a New World by Field Music, a band that I respect greatly and admire greatly and wish I liked more. When they go for it with a pop hook, it's awesome, uh, like uh, like they did on the album Measure, but this, song, this album was very samey, song to song, so... You know, it's just like, come on, do something. Give us some XTC burst of melody and apply that, and then apply your like awesome math rock pop skills to it. Uh, so, anyway, and then I've been watching a lot of the Radiohead clips on that. All the stuff they've uploaded to radio to their site, the Radiohead Public Library. I mean, it is absolutely amazing um, the stuff they have on there, and it's so much fun to poke around. So, I guess that's it. I'm almost out of time. My self-imposed time. Uh, beer. I can't. I don't. I didn't write down what I had beer-wise. But let's see. Over the weekend, I did have a good KCBC stout that my friend Eric had that I tasted, and it was a great stout. And it reminded me that I should order a stout once in a while instead of another hazy IPA. But um, it's a good stout. And yeah, I guess that's it. All right, this is still recording. So, um, and I got a lot got a lot done here. All right, I will wrap it up. Um, this has been episode, what is it, 36 of the Conrad Life Report, reporting from Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, on Monday, January 27th, and I will see you all um, hopefully next week. Have a good week. Bye. <laughs>